Hi, and welcome to the Care Work Podcast, Hire to Thrive. I'm here to talk with you today about four common recruiting mistakes that I see home care agencies working. I have worked with a lot of agencies across the United States over the past four years, and there are so many different recruiting strategies that they're trying and budgets that they're looking at and softwares that they're trying and all these different things. But really, when I think about what are most home care agencies maybe doing wrong as far as recruiting goes, we can put it down into four categories. So I want to share those with you today because I know you're looking for actionable ways to improve your recruiting process, get more hires, grow your agency, increase access to care in your community. So today, let's talk about four of these common recruiting mistakes that your home care agency might be making and how to fix them. Welcome to the Hire to Thrive podcast, where home care hiring is reimagined. I'm your host, Rachel Gartner, founder and CEO of CareWork. We're on a mission to help you hire and retain more high-quality caregivers so that you can serve your community better. Since 2018, we've helped our partner agencies hire thousands of caregivers. If your agency needs more hires to thrive, you're in the right place. All right, let's dive right in. Recruiting mistake number one that I see a lot is not having enough interview availability. This one is so detail-oriented that it's almost nitpicky, right? Some of our other things we're going to talk about today are really big pictures and philosophies. This one is just logistical. So if you don't have enough interview availability, what's going to happen is your caregivers are going to either lose interest because they're waiting a long time. So if if you're scheduling people like a week out for an interview, that is not going to go well for you. It's just not. The other thing that will happen is they might pick interview times that are actually inconvenient for them just because that's all that you have to offer right now, which means that they are less likely to show up. So those are two ways that you can tell if your interview availability is not good. One, if you are booking a week out or more, your interview availability is not sufficient for your volume of applicants. Two, if your no-call, no-show rate is really high, or if you're getting a lot of cancellations and rescheduling, or a lot of people that you talk with that actually just don't book an interview, which would show up in your percentage of applicants who book an interview. Those are some really good indicators that you don't have enough interview availability. So how do you fix this? I know it's a logistical challenge. It's not as easy as just saying, sure, send all of the caregivers in, right? Here's a couple ways. One, you can schedule group interviews. Now you can do this as just a double booking, knowing that more than likely one of the people you book is not going to show up, and then you'll do a single interview. Or you can structure the entire thing as a group interview where you're going to have a lot of people come in, meet each other, go through the whole process together. What I want to caution you is not to advertise it as a group interview because they're actually less likely to show up. It doesn't feel like as much of a personal responsibility, but then address it when they get there of why you're doing a group interview, put it in a caregiver first way. Why does this benefit them? You want to get them working sooner, things like that, so that it shows them there's a reason behind this. You're not just treating them like another number, but this will help you increase your interview availability. 
Another way that you can do this is creating backup people on your team. So train multiple people on your team on a clear way to do this interview process. Keep it really organized. What do they need to do? Where do they need to put the information? And that allows you to schedule interviews closer together. So this can be similar to double booking, but maybe you book people every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes, knowing that if you, if your primary interviewer get stuck in an interview longer than they planned, somebody else in the office will be able to meet with another caregiver that comes in. This goes back to our caregiver first mindset that care work is always talking about, making sure that every step of your hiring process puts the caregiver's needs first. In this one, what we're going to do is make sure that whenever a caregiver shows up to interview, somebody can meet with them. In order to do that, you have to have a really well-defined interview process and have multiple people in your office trained on that and have everybody on your staff aware that getting caregivers hired is a top priority. This is not just one person's job. This is crucial for the entire business to succeed. So if a caregiver shows up and your interviewer is not available because they're still with another caregiver or maybe they're sick or out of the office or something like that, there's always going to be somebody able to meet with them. So those are some indicators that your interview availability is not sufficient and some quick ways to fix this. The number two mistake that I see a lot of home care agencies make is just a lack of organization and accountability in their recruiting process. There are so many different ways that this shows up. One of the biggest ones is actually putting way too much stress on one person in your business. So your recruiter. And then if you're not getting results, you just look and go, well, this person's not doing a very good job and they might not be calling people back or doing this or doing that. But really, if your recruiting process is well-organized, you as the owner or leader or anyone in your business should be able to look at any time and see what's going on with all of the applicants in your recruiting pipeline and what needs to be done next. So if your recruiter one day has a family emergency and they can't come to work, anyone in your office should be able to open up your recruiting system and see here are the 15 people that need to be called today, here's the next step, and just move through that list. This makes sure that this is not all being put on one person and also that no caregiver falls through the cracks. So really, really good organization of your applicants and your hiring process. The accountability side of this is when you have an organization system like that and a clear process, for example, we call every applicant the same day that they apply, we text them three times within the first week. That's an example that my recruiting team does, right? We we work with agencies across the country doing this for them. We have a very clear process of exactly what needs to happen to get hires for all of the agencies we work with. That kind of organization and process makes it very easy to hold people accountable because you're not working in a gray area anymore of like, are you calling people back? Are you trying? Are you being lazy? Are you missing things? It's a process that says, okay, our process is that every caregiver gets a call the day they apply. Let's look through the past couple weeks to see if you met that standard. It's a process that says, we have this script for a phone screen. Let's listen to a few of your recent calls and see if you were going through all the information and sounding engaged. The organization is what makes it possible to have a culture of accountability. If you don't have an organized process and a standard for every step of your recruiting process, 
you're just going to one person or a couple people and it's all gray areas and hard to know, which then can actually lead to micromanaging because if they're not getting results, then you start to dig into what they're doing and why didn't you do it this way or why didn't you do it that way? Rather than here's the process that the leadership of the agency has set out based on current best practices, go out and execute this process, and then you don't really need to micromanage. You just hold accountable to that process by doing occasional audits or reviews or looking at the outcome. So this overall lack of organization is a big problem that we see in the home care industry, and I would highly encourage you to look into simple ways to fix this. Of course, at CareWork, we can help you do this, but however you want to go about it, make sure your recruiting process is well-organized with a clear standard so that you can hold people on your team accountable and hold your agency accountable to these goals. The third mistake that I see, this is one of those that's more of a big philosophy versus an individual logistical problem, and that is a victim mentality. This is something that comes up a lot in small to mid-sized agencies. I would say it's pretty rare for me that I find a really large or quickly growing agency falling uh, prey to this mindset because they've had to break through it to get to where they are. The victim mentality is this really toxic belief that a caregiver's job is to staff your agency. That if people are not getting hired by your agency, it's because nobody wants to work anymore or something like that. This comes up a lot around unemployment benefits, like, well, they all are just trying to stay on unemployment, they don't wanna work, whatever else. And the problem is you are giving away control over one of the most important parts of your business. Getting caregivers hired is your job if you run a home care agency. That is literally the core thing that you do is have caregivers to staff care for people that need it. So if you cannot staff your agency, it cannot be an external problem that you're looking out, you know, oh, there's a caregiver shortage. Yes, there is a caregiver shortage. Absolutely. I mean, believe me, I know the recruiting landscape right now is very difficult. That is all that I do. And I've been doing this for four years. So before the pandemic, through the pandemic, past pandemic, it is very challenging. But when you have this victim mentality, and you're looking outward and saying it's the caregiver's fault, they don't want to work, they just don't show up, you know, the younger generation, whatever else, you are giving away control over the most important thing your business needs to succeed. This is the make or break skill for home care agencies, because the caregiver shortage is the most pressing problem in the industry. So an agency that can break through this and get past it and be able to consistently meet their hiring goals and grow will absolutely outperform an agency that cannot. It is the differentiator. So if you are giving this victim mentality room in your business, you are actually handicapping your ability to grow completely. So what I wanna encourage you is to make a fundamental mindset shift that the ability to staff your agency is nobody else's responsibility, it's yours. And what happens is owners get into this mentality and they pass that on to their team. And so then what happens, you know, we're talking about accountability, what happens when you don't meet goals, when your recruiter's not meeting goals? Well, I called a bunch of people and they just didn't call me back or I scheduled a lot of interviews and they just didn't show up. Do these things happen? Yes, but you should be accounting for them. 
You should be keeping track of how many applicants it takes you to get a hire and backwards planning. So maybe it takes you 100 applicants to get eight hires. That's very standard right now in the industry. If you know that, and you also know how much it costs to get an applicant on your current job platform, you can set a budget that accounts for those conversions. So all of this comes into numbers. It turns from this outward victim mentality, like everybody else is just not showing up, they're not calling back, they're not wanting to work, into here are the the numbers that we need to hit to meet our hiring goals, and how can we as an agency meet those goals? How can we plan for that, account for it, and make sure that we're still on track to grow our agency? But ultimately, what it really comes back to is just accepting that this isn't some kind of outside factor that's hurting your company's growth. It is actually the main part of your job as a home care agency owner. So while it is frustrating, and I I will not deny that, it's very frustrating, you have to turn that into a plan of action versus we're going to complain about the caregivers and everybody else. That brings me to the number four most common mistake I see, which is not tracking recruiting and retention KPIs. So if you've been around with CareWork for a while, if you have ever seen me speak or attended one of our webinars, you know we are very, very big on data-based recruiting. And what this allows you to do is exactly what I was just talking about, to account for your conversion metrics and your cost per applicant and all of these things and backwards plan because you actually know exactly how many applicants you need and you know how much you have to spend to get those many applicants. This will allow you to narrow down all of the recruiting strategies out there, all the softwares, all the services, all the coaches to specific KPIs. So one, for example, is the percentage of applicants that are booking an interview. This typically tells you one of two things, the quality of the applicants that you're getting and the quality of your recruiter and recruiting process. So this is a key step in your recruiting. If you can't convert applicants to a booked interview, all the rest of your pipeline doesn't matter because they didn't even book an interview. So obviously they're not going to show up. They're not going to complete orientation. They're not going to work a first shift. This is the kind of KPI that you want to track every single week and know a national benchmark for. This is one of the big things we do at CareWork for the clients we work with is we track this for them and then we give them a national benchmark that is up to date, not some number in the past or something from one other person's agency, but a national trend to say, this is how many applicants are currently booking an interview. And then you can look at that in context to say, if everybody else is getting 30% of applicants booked and I'm only getting 10, there's a big problem with either the quality of our applicants or the way that we are getting back to those applicants, right? This is the kind of data that allows you to make incredible gains in your recruiting and retention processes because you're no longer just kind of stumbling through the dark. There's a huge caregiver shortage. Everybody needs more caregivers. We're not meeting our goals. Let's try this. Let's try that. You're coming to a specific data point to say this specific step of the recruiting process is where we're really far below the national average. And here's how to help with this specific metric. But you can't do any of that if you're not tracking it which I know can be really overwhelming, but this goes back to the organization we talked about at the beginning of this episode. You need to have your applicants organized with a clear process, and part of your clear recruiting process needs to be tracking these numbers. So you can do this just once a week in a spreadsheet, 
or you can reach out to Care Work and we will literally do it all for you. But one way or the other, you need to know how many applicants it takes you to get a hire so that you can plan for that. And then you need to know how many hires does it take to get us a caregiver at 90 days or even just to get to the first shift. All of these KPIs are gonna help you improve your recruiting and retention processes. I know it might sound overwhelming, especially if you're a newer agency, if you're an owner that's still doing pretty much everything yourself and you're just struggling to keep up, I know that this sounds overwhelming. You can narrow down. You can narrow down to just the biggest picture KPIs, like how many applicants does it take us to get a hire? What's my cost per hire? Even just tracking that gives you a big leg up over not tracking anything at all. And at the end of the day, a data-based process, it, it makes everything more collaborative and less overwhelming because you're narrowing down to a specific focus and you're taking a lot of the personal feelings and emotions out of it. You're just looking at the numbers and trying strategies. So if you do have a team, this will help your team be more collaborative as well because there's no finger pointing. There's no, well, I think we need to focus on this and I think we need to focus on that. It's, hey, here's the number. Here's some strategies we can try to improve that number. And then you come back and say, did that number improve or not? Not, did we like it or not? Was it easy to use or not? Um, Nothing like that. That's all these personal preferences and feelings. It's, here's the number. Did the number get better? Yes or no? So number four mistake, not tracking recruiting and retention KPIs. If you are just looking at your total number of hires, you are missing so much insight that could actually help you hire more caregivers and grow your agency. All right, that was four common recruiting mistakes that home care agencies are making, along with some actionable tips to fix those mistakes for your agency. I hope that this helps you go out, make a few changes, some quick wins today, and improve your recruiting processes, because if you can hire more caregivers, you can provide more access to care. Better recruiting, better care. Here at CareWork, that's what we're all about. Go forth and hire more caregivers. Thanks for joining us today on the Hire to Thrive podcast. If your home care agency needs more caregivers, CareWork would love to partner with you and help you scale your recruiting processes. Head to careworkus.com to learn more. Again, that's careworkus.com.